she's an American board certified OBGYN. She's the CEO of Jobs.Mom, where women, we're moms, we're Muslims, and we're talking about sex. This is the Muslim Sex Podcast. Welcome to the Muslim Sex Podcast. I'm Zabine Mirza. I'm Dr. Lodi. And today we are going to be talking about a very important topic. A few episodes ago, we talked about how not to get pregnant took you painstakingly, thoroughly, and embarrassingly um, through every single uh, method of contraception just to make sure that you knew exactly what to put where and when and how so as not to create an unwanted pregnancy. Today, we are going to be talking about the opposite. We're going to be talking about fertility. What is it? How do you get pregnant? Um, and and some of the terminology and knowledge that you should arm yourself with. Now, before we get started, Sadaf is going to remind you. Yes. Before we get into it, the first thing we want to make very clear is we're not giving any type of religious or medical advice. So if you have any concerns about your health, please speak with your medical provider And any questions about your religion, please ask your friendly neighborhood religious leader. Yeah. And you might say, well, you're a doctor and you're talking about medical stuff. How is that not giving medical advice? It's not giving medical advice because you are not sort of telling Sally who's listening. Hello, Sally. Based on everything you have informed me about your personal situation, even though I have never seen you, examined you, know nothing about your history, this is what I think you should do. We are not doing that to all the Sally's that are listening. This podcast does not replace a trip to your OBGYN. Okay. Everybody's clear. Awesome. So let's talk about fertility, right? Um, And note, you can get pregnant if you are not married, right? Just putting it out there and reminding people that you don't have to be married to get pregnant. And it's important to understand fertility because pregnancy can occur outside of marriage, outside of a relationship, in a number of consensual and unfortunately non-consensual scenarios such as rape. So Sadaf, what is fertility? Okay, so as we talk about fertility, uh, fertility is basically um, the ability to get pregnant. So what the amazing thing is, is that, um, and you know, before I even looked into this, is that um, when at birth, there are approximately 1 million eggs. I mean, did you know that? A million eggs. And by the time of puberty, we only have about 300,000 that still remain. And of these, three to 400 will be ovulated during a woman's reproductive life. I think that's pretty amazing. So basically, we're born with all of the eggs we're ever going to have. Um, in terms of trying to conceive and have a child, right? Which is different from men, right? Because men are producing sperm over the course of their life, or did I just make that up too? <laughs> no, men, I mean... <laughs> men <laughs> I'm just making up stuff here. We told you this was not medical advice, right? <laughs> we told you. <laughs> no, men will continuously produce sperm. Yes, that's correct. But, okay, great. Fantastic. But, so but women, women are born... With like a finite number, right? So in terms of how many eggs they have. 
And so it's important to note kind of, you know, um, our menstrual cycle that we spoke about a little bit during when we spoke about periods, but to know, you know, when we are most fertile and when the best time to conceive is. So as we go through the cycle, the period cycle, the menstrual cycle, you know, we'll remember that the first day of the period is the first day of your last menstrual period. And that's a question that all gynecologists will ask you anytime you go when they ask you about your GYN history, they'll ask you when your last menstrual period was. And as we know, um, it's the first day that you have your bleed, right? And so from there until the next time you have your bleed, that's the length of your cycle. Now that cycle varies with all women. You know, some women will have the 28 day typical cycle that we talk about a lot, but other women, their cycles may be shorter, maybe 21 days or longer, 35 days. And that is all within the realm of normal. So your cycle can be 21 to 35 days. The reason why that's important, Sabine, is because we need to subtract. So depending on how you know long our cycle length is, we need to subtract 14 days. Uh, from that time to know around the time of when we ovulate. The reason why it's 14 is because the, um, the follicular phase, the beginning of our period before we ovulate varies for all women. But the amazing thing is, is that once we ovulate in women that are ovulating every month, once we ovulate, it's exactly 14 days until we get that period again for That's all amazing. women. That That's is, amazing. Yeah, that is really amazing. That's and why we always tell to subtract 14 days. 14 days. And and let's let's maybe lay this out again for everybody that's listening, that's listening that so that it's completely clear because we talked about a lot of numbers, right? We're talking so much about ovulation because ovulation is the root of fertility, right? Ovulation is when the human, the, the female body releases the egg during that menstrual cycle and it's that one egg, right? Or in the case of multiples, could be two eggs even or more rarer. But it's that one egg that when you have sexual intercourse will meet a sperm and result in the development of an embryo and then a fetus. So if you are not ovulating, right, you are not fertile, right? And if you are trying or you, you, you cannot get pregnant at that time, right? If you are not ovulating. Um, right, right. Um, right. right. We, I mean, they may be fertile. Maybe they just didn't ovulate. Ovulate that month. That month right. 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 But unless you are ovulating or and know when you are ovulating, you can't get pregnant, right? Because that's the, the window of time. And we'll talk about this. That's the window of time during which you want to have sex because you have the highest likelihood um, of, of, of conceiving, right? So to understand ovulation, now there's like now apps on your phone. Um, there are different methods, so stuff like measuring your body temperature. There are these ovulation kits. So talk to us a little bit. If I was a patient coming to you and I said, Dr. Lodi, I am trying to get pregnant. Um, what, what should I do? I know I have to have sex, but like how do I track ovulation? What should I do? What advice would you give me? So, you know, I think one of the most important things, so just as we were talking about, one of the most important things is to know your cycle, right? So to know your cycle length and then subtract those 14 days. So then we have at least a time frame of when we're ovulating. Okay. And then as we spoke about before in one of our previous podcasts, we talked about vaginal discharge. So it's important to note 
what your cervical mucus looks like at that time, what your vaginal discharge looks like. Around the time that you're ovulating, that vaginal discharge will be clear and what they call like, look like egg whites, right? So it's going to be like that clear, filmy, sticky kind of um, discharge. And that's around the time that you're ovulating. Okay, so it's important to monitor your cervical mucus. Also, what's important is that, say, if I'm trying to get pregnant, um, I know my cycle, I'm looking at my cervical mucus, I can also measure my basal body temperature. And what that is, is you take your temperature first thing in the morning before you even do anything, before you even get out of bed, and you're monitoring your temperature. And they have special thermometers for that. And the reason why you do that is because around the time that you ovulate, your temperature will go up a little bit. I mean, it's not going to go up like, you know, from like, whatever, like, 97 to like 100 or something like that, but it'll go up slightly and then it'll be sustained there. And the reason why that is, is because the hormone that causes ovulation, which is luteinizing hormone, uh, releases progesterone and that progesterone is what increases your temperature a little bit. So that's when you know also that you're ovulating. Now, I know you mentioned um, these ovulation predictor kits, right? So those are also things that you can use. Um, there is, there's two different types of ovulation pre uh, predictor kits. One is those ovulation testing strips. And what that is, is that you basically pee in a cup and you take one of those strips and you dip that strip into your urine. And depending on how dark that strip is, you'll know whether or not you're ovulating around that time or that day, okay? Um, and what those things are measuring is basically that luteinizing hormone that we talked about, the hormone that is secreted by your pituitary gland in your brain um, that signals to that ovary to release that egg. And that's what is being measured in those ovulation kits. And um, you can also do one of those digital ovulation tests where it's a little bit more expensive, but basically this is where you hold that stick under your morning stream of pee, right? And um, you're checking your ovulation that way. And again, it's measuring that same hormone. And you do it in the morning because that hormone is the most concentrated in the morning. So before you do anything, it's the first pee of the day and you're peeing on that stick to see whether or not you're ovulating. And those things can be bought over the counter um, at your local pharmacy to test for ovulation. So we have those basal body temperature, we have these ovulation kits, we have that cervical mucus, all of those things can indicate whether or not you're ovulating that month. And so, you know, let's say that I have a regular cycle when it's, whether it's 28, 30, 33, 34 days, whatever it is, right? I subtract the 14 days and I figure out where I'm ovulating, you know, give or take, you know, some time. And then, you know, or if I don't have a regular cycle, I can check basal body temperature, do the ovulation predictor kits. So let's say I've pinpointed when I've, when I'm ovulating. So for everybody that's trying to get pregnant, listening to this, right? When is the best time to have sex? The day you're ovulating, day before, day after, if you want to get pregnant? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the most important thing is to, of course, like we talked about, know when you're ovulating. But then they say it's very important to, you can have 
sex around that day. So say for let's say, for example, um, your 28 day cycle day 14 is when you're going to ovulate, right? So it's important, they say to have sex, you know, on those three days, so maybe day 13, 14 and 15. So you don't miss the day that you're ovulating, you can have sex every single day, or you can have sex every other day. They say that sometimes if you have sex every single day, the quality of that sperm may not be the best. So if you have sex every other day, you know, that might be better. But then if you're really worried that you're going to miss the day that you're ovulating, then it's best to have sex every single day around the time that you're going to ovulate. Sometimes I also tell my patients that, you know, right after you're done menstruating, um, to just start having sex every other day, because what if you ovulate earlier in the month, right? And what if you have a shorter cycle that month? Uh, or what if you have a longer cycle? So I just tell my patients to try to have sex every other day until they get their period again, you know, and that way you don't miss it. However, you know, that can be really time consuming. So if you're really looking <laughs> or for, not, right, <laughs> or not consider, you know, depending on who your partner is, right, just putting it out there, you know, for those of you don't feel bad, if it's not time consuming, or maybe you do, you should feel bad, we can talk separately about how to make it a time consuming uh, exercise. But, but yeah. yeah, but so typically, it's around the time that you're going to ovulate. So it's, and, um, like I said, if you want to just be sure that you're getting the day, then I would do it the three days. So the day before, the day of, and the day after, just to make sure. Now, the important thing to also note is that when the egg is released, it only lasts um, in your body for about 24 hours, right? Whereas the sperm can last for days within the body, um, within the vagina, within the uterus, you know, the fallopian tubes. So What's important to note is that, you know, if you have sex before you ovulate, um, that's okay because that sperm is going to be ready for that egg when that egg is released. You know, it's more important, I would think, to have intercourse before you ovulate so that you don't miss it because that sperm will already be there as opposed to um, having sex after you ovulate, because then you've already missed the time, right? That sperm, maybe it'll get the egg, but maybe it won't. So important to just have sex even every other day, right after your menses, you just start having intercourse so that you don't miss that day. And I think that's really important. I mean, we'll get to the, you know, I'm a huge proponent of have sex every other day, have sex every day, have sex extra more on the days you're ovulating, whatever. But, you know, but one super important thing that you just mentioned that I think is really important is that sperm can live within the vagina excuse me, the cervix, the uterus, the fallopian tubes for a number of days. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because a lot of women, you know, and we talked about contraception uh, several episodes ago, a lot of women will opt to uh, not utilize contraception because they are tracking their cycle and they are having sex or not having sex excuse me, based around their predicted ovulation dates. And while that is really wonderful and great, if you are so attuned to your body, that seems like a really dangerous and non-foolproof way to attempt to, 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 to uh, use as a method of contraception because you can say, oh, I'm not ovulating for another four days, so I'm just going to have unprotected sex, newsflash, 
those sperms, you know, that's their one job is to, to, to live and survive and to <laughs> impregnate you. And they are lurking like predators in your vagina for that egg and you can get pregnant. So they'll tell them that they can get pregnant still. The lurkers. Yeah, no, I mean, that sperm can live for several days within the vagina and the uterus and the fallopian tube. So it's so important to absolutely use protection if you're not trying to get pregnant, right? If, yeah, so absolutely. I would definitely use protection. And remember, if any, you know, if you have penetration, and we spoke about this before, Zabine, you know, where, um, you know, whether if some people practice the withdrawal method, and they think that, well, you know, that their partner didn't uh, ejaculate inside of them, that they can't get pregnant. And that's not true. Because if sperm is released, yep. it'll find a way to oh, find yes. the egg. <laughs> oh, yes. And I don't know if you've ever I'm sure many of you, or maybe many of you have not, but I've seen those videos, like those microscopic videos of like these hordes of sperm. It's like survivor. They are like killing each other. And it's just one sperm that has to break through, right? Yes. And, you know, it's just one sperm that needs to break through and it has to outcompete the millions of other sperm. And if you're watching this video, it's actually quite terrifying because they are aggressive they are aggressive as hell, right? They are aggressive. So they will live and they will hunt your egg down and they will impregnate you. So please. Um, but before we go, Sadaf, you know, we talked about ovulation. What are the factors that could impact ovulation? So if you're not ovulating or you're, you know, you're not getting consistent results on, you know, when you're, t- you're taking your basal body temperature or, you know, with the mucus, what are what are things that could impact ovulation and maybe warrant a separate discussion with your provider. Absolutely. So um, really quick, I just did, I did want to mention a couple more things just about, you know, when the signs of ovulation, we talked a little bit about the cervical mucus, the increase in the body temperature. It's also important to note that your cervix actually gets a little bit softer to allow that sperm in, which I think is amazing. And also, you know, your labia gets a little bit more swollen around ovulation. Um, and I think you and I had spoken a little bit about this too, is that uh, the pain around ovulation, what we call middle schmerz actually, <laughs> and it's, it's a German. And um, that's the term that we use for that pain that women feel when they ovulate. And you can actually feel the side that you're ovulating. From. Yes. I mean, I think that you mentioned that you could feel it. And uh, it's common for women uh, to be able to feel the side that they're ovulating from uh, when they do actually ovulate. But um, yeah, and I'm a hypochondriac. So the first time I felt that ovulation cramp, I was convinced it was like appendicitis or like something horrible, but it was just, it was just me ovulating. And side note, you know, about the swollen labia around ovulation, for those of you that have had the uh, distinct displeasure of getting Brazilian waxes, they will actually tell you to not wax around that time because you are ultra sensitive. Um, and um, so, so that is a real, you know, Sadaf is talking about some of these physical manifestations of ovulation. You can feel it. You can feel the cramp when the egg's being released. Your vagina, your vaginal area is a little bit more sensitive. It's a little bit more swollen. And even my waxing lady knows because she'll be like, this is a big no-no for you to do it this time because it's going to hurt extra, right? So just an FYI for those of you who are getting Brazilian secretly, not so secretly, talk about it, don't talk about it, but plan your waxing ladies around your ovulation. It's not just about getting pregnant. 
go ahead. So, <laughs> <laughs> so definitely that. Thank you for that. You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> it's important. Um, it's important. If you're trying to have absolutely. the sexy times, right? You you know you want to have freshly waxed vaginas, but there's a better time to do it than when you're ovulating because it's gonna so right. it's gonna hurt a lot. Right. More. Important to time those things out, right? Yes. <laughs> um. But other things that actually can affect your fertility and your ovulation is, you know, um, illness, you can have extreme weight gain or weight loss that can affect your ovulation. Sometimes um, if uh, hormonal disorders, for example, like polycystic ovarian syndrome, you know, women who may not be ovulating, um, hypothyroid, your thyroid, you know, getting that checked out. Uh, also, if you have um, any issues trying to conceive, and I think we're going to talk a little bit about that in the infertility uh, podcast, but you know there might be issues with like your uterus, your fallopian tubes, things like that. Uh, some women actually have what we call premature ovarian failure, um, which is unfortunate, where they're um, they go into early menopause, and that can happen between the ages of thirty five and forty. And so um, sometimes it's genetic, it can be familial, or it can be due to chemo or radiation that their ovaries shut down. So those are important things to note. And especially if a woman, you know, has to go through chemo or radiation, sometimes those women decide to freeze their eggs before they have those procedures done. So, you know, those are a few things that can affect ovulation. And it's important to note, um, you know, those things in a woman's history and physical. Absolutely. And again, it's it's important to, you know, really understand your body, right? It's important to really understand your body, whether we're talking about ovulation and fertility, whether we're talking about STDs, whether we're talking about discharge, it's important to understand your body. And especially when it comes to something as important as fertility, right? Um, it's important to really understand what's happening, what's not happening and speak openly with your provider. Um, and on that note, as we wrap up, Salaf, just to recap, you know, ovulation is directly uh, correlated with fertility. Without ovulation, there is no pregnancy, right? It, it's it's um, the key to getting pregnant. Um, there are ovulation days that you can track um, in your cycle. It, it's important for all of you listening to track your cycles, whether you're regular, irregular, track them. Um, it's important to understand the signs of ovulation, as you mentioned, the cramping, perhaps, you know, some of the swelling, sensitivity in your genital area, um, the mucus and the discharge, increased uh, elevated uh, body temperatures, as you mentioned, Sadaf. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, one of the important things is that I thought was interesting that you mentioned is a lot of women will think, let's have sex every single day you know, to increase the likelihood of getting pregnant, but perhaps every other day is a better option because uh, you get a greater quality uh, of right. the sperm. Yeah. And in terms of quality of sperm, those little suckers are super aggressive and they are living in your vagina for a number of days. So I will remind you if you think, you know, pulling out or having unprotected sex with your partner coming inside of you you know, outside of ovulation windows is a safe method of contraception, you are completely wrong, right? So uh, please be careful. Um, and as Sadaf again mentioned in the beginning, we're not giving you medical advice, we're not giving you religious advice, but don't have unprotected sex, we will tell you that. And um, unless you're trying to get pregnant, right? Um, and this is the Muslim Sex Podcast. We'll see you next time. 
Bye.